Good morning. Today, I wanted to start a new series and end up the series that was called We Need More Faith. We'll still be on faith, but a different series. Now, when we talked about we need more faith, let's go to a little review. The first thing we said is that biblical faith is trusting God for who he is. Now, I like simple definitions that can apply to every situation. I don't, I don't like definitions that are uh, just out there and you can't apprehend it, you can't grasp it. Uh, so sometimes faith is like that. When you hear about faith, you say, well, I, I, need, I need more faith. You know, I need faith like a grain of mustard seed. I need to, how can I get this thing? How can I uh, improve it? How can I speak to a mountain and be moved? How can I uh, pray for the sick and they be healed? How can I do all these type of things? I need more faith, God. Well, faith is trusting in who God is. Trusting God. That's what faith is, trusting God. And we're going to try to put it to uh, the biblical use there to show you what I mean by that. But we're trusting God because of who he is. That's why we're trusting God. And we said the other thing is that we can believe everything that God says because of who he is. We said that we can increase our faith by doing three things. There are more than three, but we went over three things. One was that we can increase our faith by hearing, and that's in Romans chapter 10. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So we know that we can increase our faith by hearing the proclaimed word of God. Also, faith can be increased by knowledge. The more you know God, the more your faith will increase. The knowledge of God. I want to be pressing into knowing him more. The fellowship of his suffering. Be conformed to his death. I want to, be, I want to know God more. And I'll have more faith. We said also that you can increase your faith by understanding. We said that in Matthew, the soul sows the, the seed, that the seed is word, the word. If you sow it by the wayside, we know that the birds will come away and, and, and eat it. And we know that that bird is Satan. And so, therefore, that seed is, not, is understanding. So if you don't understand something, it's no the way in the world that you're going to grasp it and walk in it. Because you don't understand it. People tell you that all the time. I'm pretty sure you've heard that. And they say, why do I have to do that? What, what purpose is it for me doing this? If you don't know why you're doing something, if you don't understand why you're doing something, then you're not going to do it. You're not going to put your whole heart into doing what you should do because you don't understand. So you can increase your faith, your trust in God, by understanding what he means by what he says. 
There was three things we went over. Another thing we went over was that if you are a Christian and you are pressing into the things of God, you are pressing into obedience, you're trying to do uh, what God has said, you're trying to walk in his ways the best as you can, then we said that whatever you're going through is going to be all right. We said that. It's going to be okay. And then we ended last week saying that your faith has to be able to take you through hardships. It has to be. If you don't have strong faith, you're not going to go through hardships. And that's the type of faith that we're talking about in Hebrews. This leading up to chapter 11. Let's look at James. Open your Bibles to James. or look at the screen. James chapter 1. Let's start in verse 2. And let's go there and right over into James. In chapter 2, it's saying the same thing. It said in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35, 36, and 37, it says, Consider it all joy. It means to count it as, to view it as, think about it as all joy when you encounter various trials, when you go through afflictions, when you go through persecutions, when you're going through stuff, adversity, Count it all joy, knowing that the trying of your faith, or let's put it, trying in your trusting in God, works perseverance. It works endurance. That's all these situations that coming into your life is going to do, is trying your trust in God. That's what it's doing. And if you don't trust in God, you're not going to make it through your situations with flying colors. You're not going to pass your test, in other words. But if you're trusting in God in your situations, you're going to come through those situations regardless of what they are. You're going to pass your test. And it says here that you need to let endurance have its perfect work, that you may be complete and perfect and wanting nothing. So we have to stay in it. we got to stay in it. We have to stay in it. And it says that if you like wisdom, ask God. Now, I know sometimes when I'm going through things, I have to ask God, God, why am I going through this? Or I, need, I might need to ask him also, God, how do I go through this and pass this test? How do I accomplish what you're trying to accomplish through me in this situation? Because it's a tough situation. How do I do this thing, Lord? I'm asking for wisdom, in other words. And he says that if I ask for wisdom, he will give it to me. He would not, um, the King James might say, upbraid if not. That means he, he's not going to find fault in you. He's not going to do that. And it says that he will give it to you. That's comforting to me. That's encouraging to me that God says that he gonna give, he's going to give it to you. If you ask him, whatever you ask him about your situation wisdom-wise, how you go through it, God, you know, why, why, you know, this thing's happened like that. He's going to help you through this situation. He's going to give you wisdom. But now he does say on the next verse, he says that if you ask now, ask without any doubting. No doubting at all. Without any doubting. And that's wavering. That's hesitating. Because, see, 
if you hesitate, if you're doubting, that means that you really don't trust God. You're not trusting him. That's what faith is. You're not trusting in him. You don't want your children to doubt whether they're going to eat tomorrow. You, know? you don't want them doubting whether you're going to be there when they wake up. You see? So that's what God says. I'm going to take care of you. Don't doubt. Because if you doubt, you'll be like a, a wave of the sea. You're tossed to and fro by the wind. And let not that man think he's going to receive anything from the Lord. Because a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. And a double-minded man is a, a person who has two minds. You know, they have the mind of Christ. They want, to, they, want to, they want the presence of God. They want to, you know, the things of God. They want the blessings of God. But they also want to do things over here that the pleasures of the world and the things of the world, they want to do things like, like been taught them because after all, it makes sense. I've seen people, you know, they do well with doing things the world's way. So we straddle the fence, in other words. And God says, that's a double-minded man. It's either his way, if it's going to succeed, or we're going to do it our way, or the world's way, or Satan's way. And it's not going to accomplish. It hasn't, from Genesis to Revelation, it hasn't accomplished. Now, did they have success? There are some in the Bible who have success. Doing the world's way for a season. But he'll send... The person long said, you know, what you did over there, especially in the Old Testament, there's a lot of, lot of stories there. He said, you know, what you did, you know, the man, you got delivered from this adversary, but the same person who delivered you, what I was going to do is give you into, I was going to give them into your hands. But see, you know, you, didn't, you did not understand. You did not rely on me. So, we can have a measure of success and we can think we're doing okay until the word of God comes along and says, well, you know, you didn't do it my way. You didn't wait on me. You did it your way. You did it the world's way. Now let's go to Hebrews chapter 10. And the same thing is here that we just read. 35, verse 35 in chapter 10 says, Therefore do not throw away your confidence, which has great reward. For you have need of endurance. Didn't you just hear that? From James. You have need of endurance. Now endurance says that I don't care what circumstances I'm going through. I am not going to give in. I am not going to give up. Endurance says that I don't care what the affliction or the persecutions, I don't care what's, going, what's happening. I am not going to succumb to these circumstances. I'm not going to do it. I am going to persevere. That's what endurance says. I'm going to do it. Then it says that, so when you have done the will of God, you will receive what was promised. Then in 39 it says, But we are not those who shrink back, but of those who have faith to the persevering of the soul. Now, faith is the assurance. And I like to say it from the King James Version, it is the substance of those things hoped for and the evidence of those things not seen. Now, let's... Unpack this verse 
and see what it's saying. Let's substitute the word faith for what I said the definition would be. Because this is describing some uh, commentaries that say that this is a definition. It doesn't matter what you say it is. It's okay. I like to say it is, it's describing what faith is. I would say that now trusting in God is the substance of those things that you are hoping for. Trusting in God is the substance of those things that you are hoping for. Now, let's see what this word substance means. We, of course, we know it means assurance. It means conviction. It means title deed. If you have an amplified, it might say the title deed, the confirmation of those things hoped for. Really, the Greek word, I, I, I like, I, I like to, to, to do things sometimes if, 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 if it's a, a real neat Greek word that helps us to understand, then I'll give it to you. If it doesn't help us understand, it's no point. <laughs> is that right, Stella? That's right, okay. Here, here it is now, okay. Assurance, substance, is called hypostasis. Hypostasis. Now, I've, I've, I've given you that word before, a similar word. Uh, hupo, every time you see that hupo, I think they call that suffixes, suffixes, that's correct? Hupo, it means, come on, ladies, you, you hear it every time when we talk about women, you're supposed to, 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 to what, to your, your husband? Submit to your husbands. That word is hupo. You see, it has another ending on it, but hupo means under in an orderly fashion, to come under in an orderly fashion, okay? Now, let's take that word hupo and say, what does that mean then? Trusting in God is the foundation, it's what holds up, it's what's underneath, it's really the reality, it's the essence Of what you're hoping for. Okay? In other words, trusting in God is that what makes up what you're hoping for. Without trusting in God, it's not going to come to pass. Do you understand what I'm saying now? Uh, If I say that this thing right here, I think they call it a stand, plexiglass stand. If I take it off its base, what will happen to it? It will fall over. So what's underneath this thing right here? The base, right? What's holding it up? The base, okay? What's holding up what you hope for? What's making it up? Because what you hope for is right here, okay? That's what you're hoping for is right here. Trusting in God is right here. It's not going to last. You're not going to get it if you don't have trust in God. Trusting in God is simpler. You're going to receive what you're hoping for if you trust in God. That's simple, simple, plain language. Okay? 
If you would trust in God, you're going to receive what you hope for. Now, let's put it into the context of Hebrews chapter 10. You remember it said in Hebrews chapter 10 that they, uh, they were okay with the seizure of their goods, their property, because they knew they had something better. In other words, then I went to another verse in Hebrews and I said that they were looking for the promise. In other words, they are hoping for the promise. Hoping is a joyful expectation. Okay? That's what hope is. Hope, hope is a joyful expectation of what you're going to receive. If you know that your relative is coming, let's say it's uh, on, on something like Mother's Day or whatever, uh, let's say Christmas. On Christmas, you know that your tradition is that everyone gives gifts, then you are, I can say, you are hoping for a gift. Well, most people, most kids, they won't say, I'm hoping for a gift. They know they have this gift, you know, because they know they, this, is, this is what is expected. If you say, Do you hope you get a gift today? Uh, you know, the Christmas? No, I don't hope I get one. I'm going to get one, you know. They haven't seen it yet, but it, it, it is so real to them because of experience. It's like they already have a taste of it. They already have a part of it. They, don't, they, they already have it. Well, that's what really trusting in God is. When you trust in God because of who he is, then because of what you know about God, you already know that you have that which you are hoping for, which is eternal life. You already have it. Yes, we say we, we hope for eternal life. But how many are hoping like the world hopes? Well, I hope I hope I have. Do you think you're going to have it? I don't know. I hope so. That's not the hope. That's biblical hope. The biblical hope is that, oh, I, I, I'm, I'm fully aware that when I die, I'm going to be in the presence of the Lord. All of you will say that because you have that expectation. That's hope. That's biblical hope. So that's why the scripture says, we are not of those who shrink back, but those who are through faith, you know, receive the, we endure for the saving of our souls. Now faith is, now trusting in God is, the substance, the hypostasis, is the undergirding, of that which you are hoping for, which is eternal life. But it can be any promise that God has given you. And there are a lot of promises in this Bible. And if you know God, you know God is going to come through with what he says. Because we know how God is. We know his character. He is faithful. He never lies. If he promises, it's going to be done. We have a covenant with him. What is his is ours. All that he has has been given to Jesus Christ. We are joint heirs with the Jesus Christ. Is that correct? Correct? Joint heirs. So we're joint, joint heirs with Jesus Christ. That means that we have, we are jointly owning everything that God has. I don't think you see it, but it's okay. Let's go to the second part of that verse. The second part of the verse 
is really repeating again what it just said, but in just different words. But it's the same thing. Now, faith is the substance of those things hoped for. It's the evidence. Now, evidence, how do you have evidence of something that you haven't seen? And we don't have to dissect haven't seen. That means you do not see it. Okay? You don't see it. So how do you have evidence of something you don't see? Well, evidence is proof. It's proof. Let me give you uh, an example. See, trusting in God is the proof of what you don't see. Because you know who God is. He's the creator of all things. If he's, if he's told me that I have eternal life, that means that I have proof. I have proof in my relationship with the one who created all things. You see? Let me turn me down just a little bit. Now, let's, let's go a little further here. I have an illustration. Um, everybody know what this is? It's a picture, okay? Just telling you so you know. I know you, some of you don't know. It's a picture, okay? It's a picture of what? Okay, thank you. I'm glad. See, because I tell, I tell people sometimes, this is a teddy bear. They say, there's no teddy bear. If they're young, you know, like... You know, like somebody like Kayla's age. I said, this is a teddy bear, Kayla. And she said, there's not a teddy bear. Silly old man, there's no teddy bear. Okay. It's a what now? Okay, good. Now, let me tell you this. This is a lamb. That's what this is. It's a lamb. Okay. Now, when you looked at it, what did you see? A lion. I say that it's a lamb. That's what I say it is. It's a lamb. Now, you say, well, what proof do you have? Right? I, the proof I have is I know it is because I've seen it. I've seen it. If you've seen something, you know it exists. And, and now, I have not seen... I have not seen, let, let's say, um, the house that you are, are looking at purchasing. Let's say that I haven't seen it. So I say, well, you don't have a house. You're not purchasing a house. You say, yes, I, yes, I do. I say, well, what proof do you have? You don't have the deed yet. You don't have any of that, but you, you've seen it. You know. And you can say that I can't say that because I haven't seen it. You can't say it's a lamb because you haven't seen it. I have seen it. It's, it's like that with, um, with faith, with trusting in God. We have to see things, and people that's outside the body of Christ, they don't see it. They cannot see these things that we are hoping for. They don't have proof of the things that we haven't seen. You see, they don't have proof of heaven some people say, well, heaven doesn't exist. You know, when we die, we're going to just, poof, die. We might, matter of fact, we might come back as a turtle or something, you know. Well, I say that, no, we're going to heaven or hell. That's what I say. You see? 
That's what the Bible says. And, well, how do we know? Have you seen heaven or have you, have you seen hell? How do you know? You haven't been there. How do you know that people are going either to heaven or to hell? How do you know? The only way you're going to know is by your trust in God. That's the only way you're going to know. That's what faith is. Trusting in God. That's why I say you have to define it. It's trusting in God because everything fits and everything works. If you, if you say, well, I know that heaven exists because I trust God for who he is and what he said. And I trust what he said because of who he is. He never lies. That means that heaven exists. Do you have proof of it? Yes, I have proof of it. Where's your proof? My proof is God. My trust in him. That's my proof. Okay? Actually, this is a lamb. And see, see, I'm telling you, it's a lamb. And it's a tiger. Okay? It's both. It's both. You've seen the pictures like that, that you can see, you know, if you look hard enough, you can see two things. Right? How many of you see the lamb? Okay. Wow, my wife sees it. Okay, good. Okay. Come on now, look now. Come on. Can, can you all see? Some of y'all, I tell you, some of y'all probably need to put on your glasses. <laughs> really. Can you see this lamb? You got to look now. It's, it's there. It's there. The lamb is there. Yeah, see, do you see it, Lord? Lord sees it. Come on. That's all right. You don't have faith. That's all right. You know? <laughs> do you all see this lamb? I mean, it, it's a lamb in this thing. It's a lamb. Huh? Yeah, see, if I, if I told Lord, Lord, come up here and show them where the lamb is, he can tell you where the lamb is because he's seen it. He's seen it. Do you all see it? Come on, look at him. Come on. Where, where is your trust? Oh, there's another one. Do you see it? See, she sees it. You see it, right? Yeah, you see it. You see it? You got you to look now. You got a picture of lamb. got a picture of lamb and, and then look at it and you see it. You see it, Miss Dorsey? You know Miss Dorsey won't lie now. You know she won't lie there. <laughs> it's a lamb, see it now. It's a lamb in there. Do you see it? Well, if you don't see it, it's okay. It's okay. You don't see it. Now, see, the thing is that the lamb is there. The tiger is there. The lion. I mean the lion. Okay, that's right. The lion. Okay. <laughs> don't put something in that's not there. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, now, now where is the lion? For the, I mean, where is the lion? The whole thing is, is the lion, right? Where's the lamb? If you look from here, right, take away the white part, look just on this part, you'll see the, the lamb. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you see? Okay, so uh, I'm going to turn the picture around because y'all going to be looking at the lamb the whole time. Boy, y'all gonna be there, you know? <laughs> well, see, that's what faith is. See, we... Trusting in God is proof. See, then those who have seen it, I say, well, if I come back and say, well, there's, see, I fooled you all. There's no lamb in it. There's no lamb in it. Now, there is a lamb in it. But if I said that, those who saw it say, ha, 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 it is one there. Those who didn't see it say, I knew it wasn't there one to start with. You see? You see? But the ones who have seen it, you can't, you cannot, they have evidence. They have proof that that lamb is there. Why do they have proof? 
They've seen it. They saw it. They perceived it. And that's what, that's what trusting in God is. is perceiving something because he said it exists. So it's like it is there. Let's go to a, a scripture to help you with that. Let's go to verse 3 down here of um, Hebrews chapter 11. And it says, by faith we understand. Now understand means to perceive. It means to uh, understand also, but to perceive. Uh, it, 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 you perceiving it because it's implied. It's implied, okay? Or it's expressed. By faith, we perceive, we comprehend, we understand that the worlds were prepared by the word of God. Is that true? How do you perceive it? How do you perceive that everything that exists exists because God said it. How do you perceive it? Okay. Now listen to what it says. So that what is seen was not made out of things which are visible. Now let's look at Romans chapter 1. And let's say the same thing just another way. In Romans chapter 1. Verse 20. It says here that for since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, his eternal power and divine nature, in other words, have been clearly seen. Clearly seen. You can't see God's attributes. You can't see them. You can't see his glory. You can't see his power. You can't see his omniscience. Can you? But you see, it says here, they're clearly seen. That's what the word said. It is clearly seen. How's it clearly seen then? See, it's saying again that, now, trusting in God is the proof of the things not seen. You see? Here he says his, his invisible attributes like his eternal power, his divine nature, have been clearly seen, which you know you can't see it. Well, how do, how do, how do we see it then? How do we perceive this thing? How, how do we clearly see it? Be, being understood, that's the same, you remember I said understood over, over in, in other words? It's the same Greek word. It's the same one. Because it's expressed, it's implied. Through what has been made, through what has been made. So let's say a human being. You can see the fingerprints of God 
all over each other. You can see it. You cannot see in a Big Bang Theory all over somebody. You know? Any uh, evolution all over somebody. Come on. You can't see that. You can't see it. You can look at a picture all day long. You can look at, you can stand and look at each other. Try sometime. Try to look at another person all day and see, see, can you see evolution in that thing? Here's an amoeba. Here's a, I'm saying that Stella came from that. You'd be in trouble, wouldn't you, Stella? You'd be in trouble, brother. You'd be in trouble. But we can see the fingerprints of God all over it. Because we know that each of us came into existence from two cells, didn't we? Didn't we? Didn't we? We came into existence. That's God. Your nose is in the right place. Your eyes are in the right place. You have all these um, vessels in our body, and they all function. We have a heart. We have, and, and God, he put it into being when he spoke it. You know, he, he, all he did is say, I believe I'm going to make man, you know. Who's going to make him in our image? And then he, he, he just makes a man. Then he forms a woman, builds a woman. And he said, be fruitful and multiply, and here we are. And everything is in the right place. Isn't it great, Steve, that your mouth is in the right place? It's great, you know. Nobody has to be concerned about it. Usually when you have children, you know, it's not a big thing. I wonder if they're going to have eyes, you know. We don't do that. Why? Because we know that God put it into existence. His fingerprints are all over the universe. All over the universe, when we look at how ordered things are, how in the world does the earth sit where it sits without doing anything but what God said it's going to do? Except God's fingerprints on it. So that's why it says the invisible attributes, of, that means his eternal power, his divine nature, have been clearly seen, being implied and expressed through what has been made. And then let's turn back to... to uh, Hebrews, and that's why it says that now faith is the proof or the evidence of things not seen because God is all over it. That's what it says. And I get excited when, when, I, when I think of faith that way because, see, I used to think faith was some twilight zone thing, you know, uh, that, wow, you know, if I could just get faith. I just had faith as a grain of mustard seed. And I know it's the smallest seed. And, I, and, and then I just think, man, I beat myself up all the time because, man, I, I just don't have enough faith. Man, I try to speak to something that doesn't happen, you know. Uh, gas, fill up this tank. And it doesn't do it, you know. I said, man, you know, I don't have enough faith to do that, you know. Right. So now I said, well, hey, faith is not that ooh stuff out there. Faith is trusting in God for who he is. That's what faith is. Trusting in God. And it's, therefore, it's what makes up what I'm hoping for. It's the proof of what I don't see. I'm trusting in God for who he is. He's God. So I get excited. Now, next week, we're going to Walk out that faith because the just shall live by faith. We're going to walk that out because the rest of it 
it starts giving us now some neat things that I want to share with you. And we've read the things, but I'm going to show you some neat things in this thing that, that's going to help us to say, yeah, I get it. Yeah, I, I see it. I understand now. I know why it's there. I know that, that it's there because of God is trying to help us persevere. I know there's not one of these things I can just grab this thing and I'll say, well, I'm going to try to move some mountains. I'm going to try to get me, you know, what this is. Look, let me tell you, faith, your trusting in God doesn't create anything. You, you hear what I'm saying? See, that's what we try to do a lot of times. We try to use our faith, say, like a tool, like a wrench. You know? We try to, we want to create something. Trusting in God doesn't create anything. The creator has already created it. Our trust in God apprehends that which has already been designated for us. Okay? That's what, that's what trusting in God is. It's apprehending that which God has said is ours. That's what faith is. Trusting in God is. And what's ours? Right? All is ours. Whether it's Cephas, whether, you know, you know that, that scripture there, or whether we join as Christ Jesus. But what is specifically yours? Whatever God has destined you to do. Whatever is yours. So you don't have to be concerned about trying to use your faith to make up something. Okay? Trusting in God is not going to make it up. Trusting in God (laughs) is going to apprehend it. Okay? It's going to receive it, in other words. Because you have proof that it exists. That's all Abraham had to do. And when I start talking about Sarah, because you're going to say, well, why is Sarah in the hallmark of faith? She ain't trust nobody, you know. Oh, you wait till I can't I can get into it, but that's all right. That's all right. Next week, we're going to try to share some of the things which is it's going to help us out to have more understanding because we need to understand faith and we need to be able to walk it out, don't we? Let's stand to your feet. Ooh, thank you, Jesus. Father, thank you for your word, Lord. Your word is, 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 is powerful. When we understand your word, Lord, we gain more trust in you. We gain it. Because we now know more about the one who created us. That's holding everything up. By the power of his word. We thank you for that, Lord. Father, we thank you for the salvation of our souls. Regardless of whether demons flee. When we speak to them, regardless of whatever we do. It doesn't compare to our names being written in the Lamb's Book of Life. We will be with you forever. And what we're receiving now is a foretaste of those things, Lord. You've given us a down payment. You've given us a pledge. You've given us the Holy Spirit. As the pledge of our inheritance, we know, we know that we will be with you. 
for eternity. Because you're not a God that lies. We thank you. If there is anyone here that has not given your life to the Lord, today is the day. You don't want to be wondering about it. Today is the day. And we'd like to pray for you. Would the prayer team come up? If anybody here that say, today is the day that I'm going to receive salvation. Today is the day that I'm going to not be wondering about this thing. Today is the day that I'm going to make for sure. Because I want to have that trust in God for my inheritance. Just raise your hand and put it back down. We will pray with you. Anybody there? If anybody here that will say, I haven't been walking in that trust in God that you're saying, but I want to walk in that trust. We want to pray with you also. Would you raise your hand and put it back down? Because that's, that's really the message today. If anyone here that say, I want to rededicate my life to Jesus Christ. I want to start walking the talk. I've been talking the talk, but I haven't been walking it. I want to walk the talk. Just raise your hand and put it back down and we'll pray for you. Anybody else? Let's close with prayer. Father, thank you for again for the opportunity for us to come together to edify one another and to glorify you. You are good and your mercy endures forever. You are good and your grace is all over us, Lord, all over your creation, your grace. We thank you for your grace, Lord. Your grace enables us to walk by faith. Your grace enables us to love one another. Your grace enables us to forgive one another. It's your grace, Lord. It's your grace. We thank you for that grace, Lord.